Hi, welcome to season uh, episode uh, 50. I have, we- okay, I'm Jenna. This is my friend, Daniel. Hi, hi. Uh, I, I have to go back on something. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. I've, you you you, re- you reflect and you change your opinion. I did. I reevaluated and I, I'm not the boss applesauce, okay? I did collab with my pod partner here. Right. His choice. But I don't like the whole season two situation. Season two, episode one, blah, blah, blah. I want to yeah. continue the count. Yeah, it feels very like Dewey Decimal System, you know? Yeah. You know? I, yeah. So it's episode 50 then. This is episode on. 50, yeah. The oh, one shit. that just we just had was 49, even though we said season two, episode one, because you are so nice <laughs> and you went along with me being a brat. I like it this way. <laughs> well, you know, whatever you need to do. Well, we are here to talk about... um being sober people and we yeah. are sponsored by a product named spindrift that's right spinny um the old spinny they drink are spindrift.com uh, yeah you do the things drink spindrift.com at drink spindrift sobriety uncensored all caps yes gives you 20 percent off if you order it online to your door that's yeah. right and they're generous enough to sponsor this little project of ours that's right little little passion project mm-hmm. so word on the street is you're putting up uh christmas decorations um <laughs> <laughs> yeah on an I'm, 85 degree day it's 85 degrees here and i mean that's nice right people are probably listening to this being like fuck you it's like 30 here mm-hmm. but when you're charged with the task of putting up christmas lights and every year my wife gets more lights. I think we need to add, I think we need to fill in. She takes pictures and she starts texting me the pictures. Right. We need to fill in. She goes across the street. Mm. We need to fill in here, here, here. She highlight areas of the photo that. (laughs) Yeah. She'll like like circle them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think we, I don't, I don't really like what we did here, you know? Yeah. Um, and does she let here? Does she get caught up in the end of last season sales? Like, oh, I think I can use this for this or that. And then this year, you open up bins of things you didn't even remember you had. Um, no, uh-uh. um, no, we're we're we are we we say that we're going to do that. Um, you know, we should really order for next year. You know, yeah. and then no one talks like that, by the way. And then we, I just went to Home Depot twice today. Oh, and, and nothing's on sale. You know, everything's full no. Price. It is prime time. Yeah, you're full paying price. every yeah, pay- penny. Every yeah. penny. I'm like sixty bucks for a roll of lights. Sure, why not? I'll take four. <laughs> you you're know, like, this is worth every moment of <laughs> suffering. <laughs> yeah, so I, I I got up early and uh, I started yesterday, and I'm working on it in, in increments. But we are hosting Thanksgiving. Uh, at our house and we want it to be done before that normally i have always been firm and you do not decorate until thanksgiving is over correct i've been boxed out of that decision by my kids and i you know that's okay they want to they want it earlier we'll give it a few days all right all right but yeah i like went through 
multiple <laughs> multiple shirts. <laughs> you know, I'm like sweat front sweating, sweating right through them. Yeah, and then um, and I'm flanked by you know I don't know if people do this where you live, but here people hire you know companies to do their lights. I've never once seen that in my area. No. Oh God. So here everyone hires companies to do their lights and the company just brings everything and puts it all up. And there's like an army of dudes and they're just like, I swear I'm out there front sweating to death. And, um, I'm flanked by like crews of people like going all the way up the trees with like the, I spent like two hours trying to like manually put the Christmas lights around the trunk of a tree and then yes. it would go fucking sliding down. Slide down. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, do they ah. have that? Do they have <laughs> that gun, that light application gun that they have in the uh, Grinch movie? Do you yeah, know that? No, where she's yeah, like, yeah. She's like, <laughs> that's what it felt like, you know. And um, <sighs> but I remember I would always decorate for Christmas with a nice buzz, you know. So oh hell yes, yeah. It was like, give me some body and uh yeah i'm, I'm good to go mary yeah. yeah let's fucking turn on yeah. mariah and yeah. just go fucking nuts right <laughs> and now i'm just like drinking my coffee yeah. hot yeah. coffee on hot, a hot coffee day, you know because there's nothing worse than homemade iced coffee uh what do you put it in what is what is the vessel that makes all the difference <laughs> Well, I tried if you say multiple- a coffee mug, I'm we're breaking up <laughs> because you, <laughs> no, I tried different strategies. Like, okay, I'm gonna pour it, I'm gonna brew it, and then fucking let it cool, mm-hmm. and then fill up like a plastic cup with ice, and then dump it in. Right? Mm-hmm. It just never tastes good. It never tastes good. So I just I'm out there today drinking my hot coffee on a hot day, and I did it to myself, and I don't fucking care because. <laughs> Or I or I am impatient typically, mm-hmm. and the, all the ice cubes melt, and then it's just like yeah, lukewarm, watery, lukewarm, watery coffee, disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gross. hate everything you just said about that coffee. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. And but I have... we didn't mind a watered down vodka. That's <laughs> no. for sure. No, no, or hot room temperature, hot, cold. Boiling out of the trunk of my hot. car. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> piping hot. Yeah. From the bottle to the lips. <laughs> yeah. It could literally be on fire. Yeah. Drinking it, was, it. Yeah. Like it's literally <laughs> on fire. And then I'm glad you brought a vodka because then I um <laughs> I feel like I'm in a in a holiday movie, you know, where everything's going wrong. So I have this big ladder that can be like <laughs> like a fireman should have. It goes all fucking so high. To put the lights up on the peak of the house. Uh-huh. And and I'm moving it. And, you know, I have to move it like three feet and then go back up the ladder and go blip, 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 hook them in, move three feet. Yeah. Anyways, I'm putting the ladder down and I slice the shit out of my hand. Oh, no. Yeah. So I'm asking my wife to give me a Band-Aid. She doesn't like blood. So she undoes the band- Band-Aid mm-hmm. and just like hands it to me. And I'm like, well, could you put it on my hands hand? Hands it to you? Mm-hmm. In a, as I'm bleeding, yeah. but I uh, did she? Yeah, she put it on. Yeah, she's just okay. like I can't look. I'm like, well, uh-huh. how are, how are you gonna know where it goes? You know, right? I digress, and I'm not trying to troll my wife. She just can't <laughs> handle blood. Um, right. I do the it's I do the right. blood in the house. It's not for um, everyone. Not for everyone. 
So this morning I'm like, I got to rinse it out, you know, with this alcohol like solution and it smelled just like vodka. Mm. And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like smelling, yeah. smelling my hand. I'm like, yeah. holy shit. I used to drink this. Just like yeah. the same thing. I'm cleaning my wound. Right. <laughs> I was, I was I just used to chug in just the garage. Chug, just chug it in the garage, yeah. you yeah. know, no big yeah, deal. Yeah, true. You know what's uh, funny? It, it would be like saying that now and actually realizing that that's true. Like not to overdo the whole it's poison, blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> right. at the time when you're drinking, if someone says something like that to you, you act like you're a badass. Like, yeah, 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 I get down with this. <laughs> yeah. I get, I'm, I'm a badass. I get down with that shit. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, yeah, it keeps my insides clean, you know? Yeah. Come at me. Can you not handle it? <laughs> oh, my <Anytime>. God. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so, such hindsight, I tell you. Yeah. It's such hindsight. I have a question for you. Um, Do you like rats? <laughs> As a pet, do you mean? Just have you ever had one in your house? Rats? Have you ever had a rat in your house that was just there <laughs> just uninvited? Yeah. Uh well, I've had mice, mm. but never a straight up like <laughs> city rat. Yeah, no. Rat, Do you rats have are, one of those? Yeah, no, but rats are like gang. Templeton from <laughs> yeah, the Charlotte's Web. <laughs> yeah. Ratatouille. I'm thinking more oh, okay. ratatouille. Oh, yeah, okay. but, yeah, but I'm Templeton. Sorry, I'm aging myself. Yeah, no, Templeton. Fucking Charlotte's Web. <laughs> yeah, Templeton was a fucking badass, by the he way. He was. He was. He got high. He got yeah. drunk as fuck at that fair. Yeah, he did. You got, he's like, fuck all of you. <laughs> he was hiccuping and swaying. <laughs> so I was just informed that my mother in law and father-in-law are not going to be eating the food that we'll prepare for Thanksgiving because they just found out and my oldest daughter spoiled it and told them this is like two years ago we had a gangster Templeton rat straight up in our kitchen terrorizing our house and I named him Frank and Frank's a dick and he was fucking hard to get rid of and every morning I would come down and Frank had done some shit in our kitchen and huh. I decided, and this is the th- things that you can't do when you're drinking. And I don't know if I told this story on the podcast before, if I'm repeating it, you're welcome. But the, I took all of our outdoor cameras that are meant for like security, home security, because they're wireless. And I put them in the kitchen so that I could, and it alerts your phone if movement happens. Uh-huh. And then uh-huh. I could like fucking watch him, right? Um, right? I'm up all night. I'm up all night. For like a week, I'm trying to kill Frank or get him gone. Right. And rats are sneaky little fuckers because they can they can hop into like a, a hole that it does not exist. Right. Like I would get down there with the broom, like a movie, and I'd be like trying to slap it. It would yeah. literally like go mew and it would just disappear. Yeah. They can okay. morph their bodies into like. Yeah. Like, yeah. but where are you going is the question. <laughs> where is this hole, Frank? Frank. So the reason that they're not coming to, or they won't eat the food is because I had left some, like a roasting pan that you would put like tater tots or French fries on, Uh on, on the gas burners. And Frank was eating the crumbs. And I'm like, you motherfucker, Frank, this, Frank, this is it. I come downstairs 
I get him. He's underneath the pan and I turn on the burners. <gasps> oh, I set that bitch on fire. <laughs> <laughs> He set that bitch on fire. And he, what happened? Did he? So he screamed and he ran. He he leapt out and he fucking he went. He yeah. leapt ablaze. He and was he fucking, ablaze. And like a flying squirrel and he disappeared into the wherever abyss. He was he never, like a stuntman from like an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah, he never came Completely back. Completely ablaze. He, he never came back. So my daughter well, his... decides to tell this to my mother-in-law, who's like <laughs> extremely aware of germs and things like that. So she's not going to be eating. And I was like, well, that mm. was two two years ago. We've thoroughly cleaned. Yeah, but, come on, man. But I come set on. the I set it on fire. Oh, that I love that. I love that Frank went ablaze. <laughs> that is so funny. That's he, like. It's like a scene from a movie, honestly. Yeah, and I think he probably went back to his little fucking den as like, I got fucking lit on fire. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's walking around also like half like Freddy Krueger rat. Like terrorizing the other rats at night. He's like half melted. And he's got fur on one half of his body and he's all scarred up and shit. Frank. Oh, my Frank, God. Dude, what's up? What happened to you? He's like, bro. This guy lit me on fire. You're going to wait. Frank's going to stroll out like he owns the joint in the middle of Thanksgiving dinner. And you're going to yeah. like give Frank knuckles and you'd yeah. be like, Frank, what up, man? You are hardcore. Yeah. What's up, Frank? How you been? I'm going to set a how's, place for Frank. Yeah. How's the family? Yeah. Oh, my God. Listen, oh. I would like to um, speak to whoever that that person was that left a comment that said we banter for too long <laughs> like get to the sobriety talk this is for you this yeah. solid 15 minutes of fucking banter is just for you you're welcome are we, are we, yeah people i was reading the comments you're like you need more guests you guys talk too much yeah, yeah. Uh, one woman was like uh my only wish is that both of you would swear less Oh, I got that. I just got that today on a post. And I was like, that's our other podcast, Sobriety Censored. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. Where it's we just. in the title. Yeah. Genius. <laughs> so. Yeah, we do banter. And that I is love it. why I do the podcast. I love it. I, we do have, I know. We do have some questions that people did leave, like that they wanted us to talk about. Yeah. So. Do you want to maybe address one of those? You think we should? I think we should. Okay. So, um, you're going to say it. Let me ask you this. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> you recently, you have reported mm-hmm. that you decided to go back to AA meetings. Correct. Can I ask you, are they actual, are you willing to divulge, divulge, diverge? What's divulge. The divulge. Divulge. Yeah. Are they actually AA meetings? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe it's some kind of a support addiction support group or some shit. Some Southern California shit you came upon 
<laughs> Healing well, from the inside out. Well, someone else is doing your fucking Christmas lights. You're like, I gotta go to the support group. Um, sweat no, okay. lodge. no, yeah, it's it's just like <laughs> just there, taking it's ayahuasca. AA. Yeah, it's actual. Okay. AA. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. And my question is through these meetings, have you been noticing, and this is obvious that the answer will be yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's the rider dies, um, the people who have decided to make AA a really big part of their lives. Right. They, whether they started that way or not, it has be, almost become like their religion in mm-hmm. some ways. Yeah. Although a lot, most people that are like that about AA are very staunch um believers in god as well correct i haven't found many aa attendees like myself who are either atheist or agnostic and are really into the program yeah i could see where that would get a little yeah hard to do that may be a topic for another day although there are in my area there are specific meetings for atheist and agnostics mm-hmm. and they have a different way of saying things they they don't acknowledge a traditional god and that kind of thing which i think yeah. is fair and interesting but anyway my my reason for asking you that is um some people notice that and think that almost like a transfer addiction uh-huh. type of thing is happening there. Yeah. I mean, transfer addiction is different. I, I mean, as far as I know, the literal definition of a transfer addiction would be from one substance to another, to another. whether it's right. f- from alcohol to food or food to vaping, or, you know, or whatever, like right. substance. Correct. Although sometimes exercise can be a thing and um, that's something we could talk about too. But I do think that there are some people that utilize their time and energy that that would have otherwise been spent on drinking. Right. They utilize that time and energy specifically for like meetings and right. getting involved in AA. Yeah. I mean, I think I think you will find people. I mean, I've met some really cool people in there and every you I mean it's going to be a spectrum of like yeah. This is the only way and all the way to right. like I'm just checking this out, right? Right. Um but one of the hardest parts that I discovered about being sober is like making friends who are also sober. Right. Um and an easy way to meet them is at a meeting, right? So mm-hmm. I think it becomes more than just it could it, it you know becomes a community, right? So it's like instead of going to the bar or drinking with your friends, you are going to a meeting because you want to see people and you see the same people. And then afterwards you like go out to eat or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm not like, I wouldn't consider my relationship with the program to be that. I think it's, Mm -hmm. it's more, I have discovered that the program is really applicable to like mental health for sure, for like decreasing my own anxiety and just like living today and, you know, all of that shit. So I can see how it is it like a, a trend, like some people fucking do Zumba seven days a week and some people right. go to exactly. AA seven days a week. It just, 
I think whatever keeps you healthy and whatever whatever keeps you safe is what you should do. You I know? agree. Yeah. I think sometimes though the danger that people run into is the um they pass judgment. Oh yeah. On those of us who choose not to follow the program to a T, but still right. use it in certain ways. Mm-hmm. And that is a massive turnoff to so many people. Yeah, I had a really hard time. Um especially like on TikTok, like with the the people that would come at me or do come at me, not as much anymore, but the most were, you know, really traditional diehard AA people. Mm-hmm. So I was like pretty afraid to go to a meeting. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is this what I'm walking into? I'm just going to get right. yelled at. I'm just going to get right. yelled at. Um, and I haven't uh, experienced that, although you know, there's some old timers that will like go on diatribes about it. And I just sort of, mm, you know, yeah. Right. Thank you, Roger. You know, but I understand Roger because when you hear someone like Roger talk about where they were and right. kind of, if it saved your life, then you're going to preach it or stick to it right. or think that, but that is yeah. some tunnel vision for sure. Definitely. But I also feel like that can go both ways. Like those of us that aren't um, to a T people with the program and choose to utilize certain pieces of it, we can go off the rails in our direction and pass judgment on those people who do follow it to a T. Exactly. It's really easy to say, create your own program, do what works for you, you know, take what you take, what you need, leave the rest and do, do, you know, speak all of that truth for yourself. Mm -hmm. But when you're, when you are only believing that that's the way that people that go in the other side of the spectrum are doing something wrong. Correct. By being so adamant about working the programs, like, there's nothing wrong with that either. And I think that some of us really get caught up in, in, I mean, that's why old timers have a a name. That's why they're old timers. Yeah. We named them old timers. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Not we, me and you, but you know, I'm sure old timers didn't name themselves old timers. I'm right. sure, you know, that, that is a phrase that, ca- that was created by people who were like, Oh, here we, here's Roger. Here comes yeah. fucking Roger again with the same goddamn story every time. Well, in Roger's mind, maybe he had a really shitty day and he needs to hear himself say his story again. Uh-huh. Or maybe he affected one newcomer at right. some point in his life because he told his story and now feels like he has an obligation to do that for his community. The delivery isn't always so friendly right. or so welcoming. You know, there can be some rough characters <laughs> yeah there's some people who have gone through some shit yes big time and and being able to try to relate to people like that is a major was a really big roadblock for me for a long time mm-hmm. when it came to meetings i i was just randomly trying out meetings and i went to um like a sunday discussion open discussion meeting and every <laughs> Everyone in there was like at least 75, uh-huh. except for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but they were fucking having the best time ever, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, but they were telling stories like, yeah, when I got my fifth DUI, <laughs> you know, 
I will say this. Uh, I do criticize the pride that some people come across with as they tell these horror stories. It's almost like a it's almost like they are bragging. Some people want to brag about how hard they had it. And and like they want to brag about they want to outdo each other on how shitty their lives were. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. And I, I do get how verbalizing that sometimes can be healthy for people. But I remember going to a meeting um, really early on within my first 90 days. And the topic, there was this, a, I, don't, I don't know, it was a speaker meeting. I guess it was a speaker meeting. And he chose to talk about, quote, unquote, his last drunk. Mm-hmm. And it really struck me. It really turned me off because he was telling this story and laughing and, you know, engaging with other people, almost like high-fiving people. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like a figurative high-five, like looking over at his buddies and stuff and laughing about his recollection of the, of his last drunk and how drunk he was and what he did to other people and what he did to himself. Now, in his defense, that may have been his way, his own coping mechanism. Right. But if you're a speaker at a meeting, uh, especially like that's catered to newcomers, I just it just really turned me off. I thought, you know, this isn't you're not coming across as someone who has any humility or any um regret like you're right. really coming across like a guy that's just telling another drunk story right you know and then everyone at the meeting i was definitely the odd man out at this meeting i'm right let's just say that <laughs> i have been one of two women you know in this meeting it was in a small town i drove out of my way to get there because i wanted to try something different mm-hmm. and um Needless to say, I never returned to that particular <laughs> meeting. <laughs> but I, I mean, just didn't have it in me to give it another try. But yeah, it, that's I what just, that's what you need to. I mean, but that's all part of the experience of knowing, you know, yeah. what you like, what you don't like. Right. Um, the trial and error. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but and that, I I wrap my stories in humor for sure as a coping skill, absolutely. especially on TikTok. But yes. I understand, like, kind of know your audience and the, the yeah. purpose of of what you're trying to accomplish when speaking, right? Right. I mean, you and I joke, we just joked 15 minutes ago about drinking <laughs> a Molotov cocktail, basically, like on <laughs> fire. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, we joke about that because that is how we cope. But at the same time, we we also present in a in a deep and heavy way sometimes totally. and have had some really intense conversations about things now i didn't give this fella a chance to redeem himself i didn't go back and see if he had anything a little bit more insightful to say right it really just felt like him tallying up how much he was able to drink and kind of laughing about it and in that setting it just really turned me off and i think a lot of people it's like a one up contest sometimes well and if you're coming in a a misery one up right and if you're coming in newly sober or trying to get into sobriety and you're in so much pain Mm -hmm. right and you're in so much suffering and embarrassment and all of those things right and you feel like somebody's just sort of like trivializing 
the that's the perfect word to describe it. Yes. Then you're like, you feel kind of like offended, right? That somebody would take it so lightly. Um, but I do think with distance from it, yeah, you you know, there's more levity. There's just a disconnect between. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Emotionally, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It it can go either way, I guess, on on some level. Yeah. But I do think that some people, um, I wouldn't say I was addicted to AA meetings, but I was adamant about getting to as many and as often as I could. Right. Because they were helping in my early sobriety. Yeah. They were helping me tremendously, but I, I, um, I didn't want to make AA a lifestyle for me. And I think that some people do choose to do that. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's okay. Totally. I think yeah. whatever, again, whatever works for you. And, um, you know, I have one meeting that I, and I say won't miss because it's only been a few months that I just, I look forward to. I like it. It's a men's meeting. There's guys there my age. They have kids. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like we talked about on the last episode. Finally, I feel like I can finally or not can I put myself in a position where I have an opportunity to form some relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's people. a goal of yours right yeah, now, right? Yeah, absolutely. In-person relationships. Um, so I feel for me, like I need to like, no, I, I don't need to, I'm choosing to, I want to kind of do it all the way to, to see what it's like. Like, what is this, you know? Yeah. Um, and if, I reach a point where I'm like, nope, I don't want to do this. Then I won't, you know? Right. And well, that's I think, a beautiful thing that about that is that you can. Yeah. Choose. You can at, at any time you can dip out, you know, of right. anything. And mm-hmm. it's just so convenient too. It's like right down right. the street from my house. And so can I ask you this? Um, are Have you been able to create any relationships yet where you may hang out with somebody outside of meetings yeah absolutely oh that's great um but this is like a pretty tight group so like you know and they've been doing this for years so Mm. i'm one of the new guys uh yeah so it'll it'll take time but i certainly don't feel uncomfortable i feel welcome they yeah. haven't like there is there any hazing activities like there's no making there, you drink a bunch of green juice to shit your shit your pants and, you have to wear diapers it's like the opposite of like yeah. alcohol hazing yeah. oh it's the new guy let's make him drink kale yeah. juice kale stands <laughs> do kale stands yeah oh it's coming out his butt he's in he's in <laughs> uh but i i think there's a lot of i had a lot of fear around doing anything um like formal and that's i think what led to my demise in terms mm-hmm. of from a mental health perspective of that like i need structure right now and i need routine um not what because you mean I, when you say formal like like a meeting type of situation yeah something uh-huh. that's i that it's on the calendar and i'm going right and um it keeps me moving it keeps me out of my own head. If I'm in my head, I can share. If I don't feel like sharing it, I can listen. Um, but because, you know, in the program that I was in, it was so regimented and scheduled and I did really well in that setting. So for now I'm keeping that schedule the same. And, um, 
so far, so good. Well, and you you were like the opposite of a schedule scheduled person there for a while like work and yeah like you're saying your recovery i mean it it all happened but it was very unscheduled so for you to yeah recognize that you need to get a handle on that that's really good yeah my brain will still fuck with me and be like no you don't you know like yeah you don't need to do this and you don't need to do that (laughs) you don't need a planner I'm like, that's how, not the only reason, but that's part of what I think how I got to where I ended up was just Uh doing too many things. And we've talked about that a lot, so we don't need to further discuss, but just the structure of a meeting is helpful. I also, um, you know, on the internet, it's like really easy to be like, oh, all AA people are dicks because these like user one four eight nine nine is talking shit yeah um but in real life you know it's not so scary for me right no it it shouldn't be scary for anybody what's scary is the unknown yeah and you're not going to know what it's like until you until you step in in those doors yeah i love 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 when i get comments from people that say i went to my first meeting mm-hmm. last night or oh my god it of all the comments i get i think those really hit me the hardest because i know people are so hesitant and scared to do that i mean i get it and i just hope and pray that their first experience isn't roger right <laughs> right but if it is i also hope that that people have you know, enough sense to say, okay, that, that wasn't great, but let me try another one, another place, another time, another type of meeting, you know, there's so many to choose from and not just AA. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's all kinds of different community organizations. Mm -hmm. Um, like you were alluding to earlier, like if you don't (laughs) want to do AA, there are a bunch, you know, and especially online, online communities, Uh uh-huh. Endless options. Endless. Yes. Um, I like it, Daniel. I I like it a lot. I like it a lot. (laughs) It sounds really good. Sounds like good stuff. Yeah, it's been, it's been, um, humbling and Mm. rewarding and rewarding. So we'll keep that. I'd like to apologize to the group, um, for the visual I gave you all with the kale juice coming out of your butt. I'm sorry. (laughs) I liked it. I don't know if I don't know if that's considered banter, but uh, I think we'll put that in the banter like to column. mix it up. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you finish your decorating? I have not yet. Mm. You I have, have one. You have one more day. Today is. Oh no, you have zero more days because tomorrow's I've, Thanksgiving. In case uh-huh. you didn't know, we are recording this the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. All right, um, get off our backs. <laughs> what are you wait, drinking? Um, I'm drinking. No, it's water with a like an electrolyte pack in it. Pack it. Oh, okay. It's for people who work out. And I mm. have not been working out, but I've been sweating to death. So I was <laughs> real fucking grumpy early about 10 minutes before we started recording. And I'm like, you know what would help? <laughs> this. So <laughs> it's your good. container is yeah. enormous. It's, it's a KitchenAid um it's Pitcher? meant to like mix things. Yeah, it has a measurement. Oh. I just use it as a cup because all of the cups in our house are too small. 
It almost looks like the graduated cylinder we would use to empty a urine bag in the hospital. I, th- I think that's actually what what this is. A Foley catheter is yeah, the I think, official term. Uh, is, that, is that what it is? It is. I brought <laughs> Graduated it cylinder. Yeah, I brought it home from, from the hospital. <laughs> All right. You got to get back to work. I got to get back to work. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wish me luck. Wish me luck. Good luck. Godspeed. Godspeed. So uh, we'll catch you back here for episode 51 uh, next week. Thanks for being here, guys. I'll talk to you soon.